podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi guys, welcome to our newest watchlist stream. I'm Nymphria and I'm in the midst of one of the craziest double game weeks ever, as I'm sure you guys are too. I mean, this game week hasn't even finished yet and we've still got this evening to come. It's time though to try and look ahead to double game week 29 because this craziness is about to happen all over again on the weekend with such a quick turnaround. So let's take a look at some watchlist players. I'm joined as always by Kylie. How are you doing, lovely? I am good. There's a bit of sunshine outside. This just makes me happy because... <laughs> I'm sick of winter. I'm so sick of winter right now. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it's been a really weird game week. I, for one, bench boosted. I currently have a whopping total of four points Oof. on my bench. Wow. Do you want to swap? <laughs> yes, please. I, I should... <laughs> my bench like two weeks ago was over 30. They all play again and my starting 11 have done well, so I can't sort of complain too much. But it is a bit of a weird Weird old week, lots to go. Um, so actually bear that in mind when we we cover off how some of our last week's picks ended yeah. up doing. Yes, absolutely. Um, sh- should we do that? Should we take a quick look at how our picks went uh, last game week? Yep. So three of our picks blanked, but there's a caveat because, of course, they all, assuming they start, mm-hmm. because not everyone will. We've got doubts over Fraser. We know that James has been ruled out, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Kyle Walker-Peters, so if you recall on the stream last week, we had some news that he looked like he might be injured. Yeah. He was obviously injured enough to not start or yeah. there was enough question, but he did come on and ended up playing about 30 minutes. So seemingly he's okay now. Um, and hopefully for the sake of our picks, he <laughs> yes. in fact does something because Southampton were quite oh, atrocious. Awful, actually yeah. atrocious. I don't think anyone would have forecasted a four, what was it? Four nil result yeah. because Villa were awful. But anyway, um, Adams as a result, also blanked and we went the wrong uh newcastle midfielder as at the this point in the game week so we went willock Mm -hmm. instead of fraser but (laughs) plenty more to go with them um we did get a clean sheet for rudiger Uh, yeah so that's (laughs) that's something and of course the the pick of the bunch was nim's pick kulisevsky who got two assists a bonus point 10 points and I think you bought him and put him on your bench am I, I right did. I did that is right I I chased Yow. the double game week hard on my wild card and I have him Saka and Davies all sat on my bench this game oh week so the, so I'm happy to give you my bench points if I you would need love them. them I would love them <laughs> because there's a lot of them there um I think it was that that kind of I really didn't know who to drop I had so yeah. many other like when you wild card you really try to um beef up your team everywhere and by doing that it just left me with a major major benching headache I wish you could wild card and bench boost in the same week I really do yeah, really <laughs> well, at least you have them in yes. situ for 29 and yeah. 30 right so that's yeah. obviously a key well, hopefully thing. <laughs> yeah <Right. laughs> barring any injuries uh but yeah no i i am i'm grateful to have them in and more so i'm grateful that i've been banging on about uh coolers betsy for weeks now and everyone's been like oh we won't keep his place and things like that so it was... definitely looks like yeah. ill i just can't see more displacing him is that, i you know i think 
him getting a rest is oh yeah absolutely mm-hmm. but I think at this point it would be a rest it's it's really hard to imagine Mora suddenly becoming first choice again given how effective Kulisevsky's been in like yeah. four matches um yeah. shall we just... say hi in the chat actually? yeah yeah just before we do I just want to say it's just oh, yeah. slightly frustrating though because obviously now everyone's gonna have them in and yeah. <laughs> me too me included <laughs> yeah exactly so now it feels like Sorry. damn I missed my opportunity to get the jump on that one <laughs> but yes let's say hello to some people in the chat right so we've got nuclear atoms hi welcome back hi, oh buddy. I see Boona Hey, Boona. He's in there. Uh, we've got Mig, Mark Dorney. Hi, everyone. Matthew Mills, uh, FP Elijah, Neil Kager. Kager, apologies for <laughs> horrific pronunciation. Um, fire away with any questions that you've got, and we'll yeah. try to pick them up as we ramble on about uh, our, our picks. Absolutely. Also, I'm a little yeah. bit tired, so yeah. I usually <laughs> can. I usually consume a fairly frightening amount of coffee for most <laughs> beings, um, but I I've gone heavy on it. So if I start getting, I'll know, re I'll re you in. It's fine. I start I'll, uh... moving about and getting twitchy. <laughs> that's what it is. We know we know the reason why. Before yeah. we just do delve into our three picks uh, this game week. I did just want to touch upon on one of our previous picks that everyone kind of gave us a little bit of sass about with Dakar, and I do feel yeah. like now with Leicester in the situation that they're in, no Vardy, no Madsen, he could have a little resurgence in the next I few think weeks. So. So. And quite right. We did also say that he was a bit of a forward thinking one. Yes. So we did actually say at the time that he wasn't necessarily <laughs> one to buy immediately. Yeah. Um, but with the lack of compelling forward options, he yeah. looked a good pick. He could actually now start to become a bit more interesting, especially mm-hmm. with game week 30. Um, yeah. Extra against Brentford, I believe it is. Yeah. So watch that space. Absolutely. And we can we can check in the next time we're on to, to see how he's doing. Okay, then let's delve into it. Let's talk about our three picks that both Kylie and I have chosen together. And our first is Udegaard of Arsenal. He's been a great additional to the Arsenal team and really seems to have found his feet already with our squad. I'm a big fan of his, not just as an Arsenal fan, but also as an FPL asset with potential which is not often <laughs> I've got to say that about Arsenal <laughs> players this season so so far this season he has five goals and three assists granted these returns have been a little spread out scoring against Watford last game week but owners will have had to wait since game week 19 since his last return so he hasn't had a weekly return um, you know a little run of return since game week 14 to game week 16 it's been a little you know a little here and there however on the eye test I think he's been mostly unlucky rather than being out of form right Kylie? Well interestingly he does pass the eye test for me I think he's looked really good what's interesting is actually statistically he from an xg perspective anyway he's definitely outperforming because he's had five goals and it's like 2.32 xg for the season um and typically when watching him you think about him in terms of his creativity and him being much more likely to maybe get you an assist set something up rather than scoring um and and that's actually again endorsed by his xa which is 3.57 so you know He's kind of delivering the reverse of, of what you're anticipating. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
In terms of his attacking threat, over the last six matches, he's had nine attempts on goal, four on target, which isn't bad. It's sort of just shy of 50%. Three were blocked. And, of course, the, the meaty bit is that he's created 12 chances. So, as you said, he's not in form per se, but he does look a reliable pick. And, you know, he does have respectable stats underlying that, obviously, Saka is the one that is going to draw everyone in, and rightly yeah. so. He's a brilliant pick. He was our pick a couple of weeks ago, actually. He was, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, that there we go. There's a pick I had that's actually done well. Yeah. Him and Coutinho, they just took a while to get there. Yeah, so exactly. I'm a, my pick's you got a slow burn. <laughs> <laughs> that's clearly what's happening. Um, <laughs> well, you talked me into getting Saka early, and he's some me proud, so... Yeah. There we go. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I like I this is in no way an argument against Saka. I think it's more a case if people are looking for something Absolutely. different. You know, many people um are looking at Arsenal and Spurs, and that's got kind of gonna be a recurring theme on this episode, obviously, because of the fact that they're the only two teams that double now um in 29 and then play in 30. So you know, you can kind of justify an extra hit to get an extra one in because they've got these three games where some only have one game, right, yeah. over the two weeks. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, I mean, so the thing I would say with Odegaard is I, I think he's got a lot of potential. I think he could be one of those really fun alternative ones to own without kind of going way too far left of centre. Mm-hmm. The only tricky bit with him, of course, is that actually at the moment in that price range, we do have quite a few interesting options yeah. yeah so he is just 5.5 million which which as you said is nice and cheap don't forget once upon a time this season the only 5.5 million option we had was Mbwemo yeah and that was heartbreaking exactly. I yeah. mean I think I had him for about 40 years <laughs> yes yeah, or what felt like 40 years and there was yeah. no one to replace him with so no, we've got a absolutely. few good options now we do um Udegaard is third for points with 90 points amongst Arsenal midfielders only just behind Emil Smith-Rowe who seems to be suffering on and off with illness and Saka Overall, that places him above, as you say, the likes of Ramsey, Barnes and Suchek, only just behind Tielemans and Ben Rama, who I think collected most of their points earlier on in the season. And places him top for points in the midfielder category in that 5.7 million below price point. And he's still lowly owned at just 4.3%, which gives his fixtures an amazing shout. Right, Kylie? Yeah. Definitely. I mean, the fixture play is really the large reason why people are looking at at Arsenal again, which I just alluded to before. So, you know, they've got the double in 29 with Leicester and Liverpool. That's obviously a bit of a mixed bag. Yeah. um, Because it's never great playing Liverpool. Um, (laughs) You know, but Liverpool, I have double Liverpool defence and they have been getting clean sheets, but they've also Mm -hmm. looked a little bit vulnerable at the back. So they've maybe been chancing their luck a little bit there. So I I wouldn't rule that out as a possibility for points, particularly considering the fact that Arsenal have had one of the most consistently effective attacks this season. Mm -hmm. So there's still potential for something there. And Leicester, as we know, despite sort of looking a bit better at the back recently they have been poor there all season so there is absolutely potential there and then obviously that's compounded by having a match against Villa in game week 30 so that combination is really good um and it just sort of 
I think especially if you're someone who is navigating this period without a free hit yeah. uh, chip or a wild card. I mean, that's not to say he's not a great pick in that scenario still, yeah. but particularly if you are playing without chips and you're really looking to maximize doubles and players in 30, it, it's a good direction to go in. Um, as far as their fixtures after this crazy period that we've been in, they're pretty good, basically right up to 38. Mm -hmm. uh, they've got two extra fixtures dropping in, which are Chelsea and uh, Spurs for the North London derby. So those two obviously are trickier, but it, it's basically a green run other than that. So yeah. I think they're a pretty good investment to make from an attacking perspective. 5.5 isn't too much. And he could be the kind of player that you just drop in there. There's obviously a lot of midfield cheap midfield options mm -hmm. um, with Arsenal and people might be looking at even Martinelli uh, yeah. over over him but he's a nice left of centre one yeah and I think a lot of people probably passed depending on how Newcastle do this evening and the next double game week he you know he could be a, a good way into Arsenal from a Willock or a Fraser if you've got them if you want to you know just cover game week 30 there with that okay so our second pick is one that we have already had in the watch list as Kylie said earlier was one of her picks and uh, he had a short burst at the time but has been mostly quiet for a couple of game weeks but boy did Philip Coutinho wake back up last weekend Kylie and has some amazing fixtures going forward Yes, that quiet period, frustratingly, is why I took my captaincy off him ah, a mere okay. half hour before the deadline Ooh. and put it on Rafinha. Ooh, ouch, 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 ouch. That's Quite almost as bad as me not subject. getting him in my wildcard because I was so worried about needing to afford Roberts the next game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, these are the decisions that, that haunt us. And I think That's a lot okay. of people have, you know, between James, Coutinho, like a lot of these maybe 50-50 calls for people mm. have, uh, you know, they've kind of gone the other way. So it, it's always a bit tricky. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm still a little bit burnt by by that, especially because I was pretty sure I was going to keep it on him. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I digress. He obviously yes. was a pretty popular pick mm. for game week 28, right? Yes. Might be wondering why he's a pick this week. Mm -hmm. So, do bear in mind, we're not necessarily suggesting that people are going to prioritize a game week 29 transfer for Coutinho, but you're going to have a pretty quick turnaround to game week 30. Um, and so we're kind of covering 30 a bit here in this set of, um, of watch list picks, right? Yeah. In, uh, what I would suggest, and I think Nuclear Adams in the chat mentioned potentially selling Coutinho to get Saka in. Mm -hmm. right? I think we could see a good bit of that, right? Because he's in that tricky situation this week of having um, West Ham, which is not a terrible match because they're, you know, kind of a little bit off the boil, but it, it's also not an amazing one. People yeah. have doubles and, you know, the likes of Rafinha has Norwich, for instance, mm -hmm. Southampton have Watford. So, do you bench him? Do you not bench him? Bit tricky. Um, but I think you're definitely going to want him for game week 30. So he's someone that I think you, when you're looking at the transfers out, maybe factor that in. If you're in the position of a luxury move, fabulous, where you can get him out and then get him back in. Or um, if you're still planning towards game week 30 and you have some of those Southampton or Newcastle players who you will be getting rid of, 
next game week, I think he's someone you'd consider then because, um, you know, playing in 30 and someone having with the ceiling that he has Mm -hmm. as demonstrated, you know, he's kind of going to be a popular pick. So I think you're going to want him. Yeah. Um, so after, after that period, then we've got a couple of trickier fixtures and then we get to about game week 34 and they have another lovely run starting with Norwich, which we always love to see. Um, and they also have a fixture against Burnley that has yet to drop in as mm-hmm. well. So the fixtures maybe aren't as stellar as Arsenal's, but they're still pretty good. Uh, so I think for the sort of short to medium term, you're going to want to be keeping him in your thoughts. Yeah, definitely. I think it's it's those fixtures and it's what's to come, I think, that, yeah, we definitely want... That's why he's kind of in our watch list. I, I'm crying, as I said, because I could have got him on my wildcard. Bearing in mind, it, it would have probably have meant not having... Kulusvetsky this week which as I benched him probably didn't matter it, it was just it was kind of frustrating because I wanted to leave enough money to be able to get Robertson next game week um and I was really unsure about doubling up on Aston Villa with getting Ramsey and Coutinho and Ramsey in that kind of really cheap 4.6 million price tag just kind of was lured like oh, yeah lured me in I think yeah definitely but what's frustrating I think for me is that I know I would have captained in had I got him and I wasn't really sure who to captain without him so if I'd known that I probably should have just gone for it and then worried about next game week next game week but you know he has been brilliant and I think you know the thing with him is that he is just ticking away he has three goals and three assists this season in 517 minutes which is really good as I you know as I alluded to earlier he's had a bit of a dry patch where he went three game weeks without a return between game week 25 and game week 27 however he has more than made up for that (laughs) on the weekend and at this point he truly terrifies me for this evening if I'm honest because yeah I just I just I I always knew he was good but I guess I wasn't quite expecting expecting that (laughs) um what are your stats looking like Kylie yeah so pretty good he's actually more prolific in terms of shooting than I probably thought and maybe that's legacy from okay. you know his his um Liverpool days um but he's had six so over the last six games and, and bear in mind he's pl- he's played like seven or something right so mm-hmm. he, you know he's not like season-long stats that he has anyway but um over the last six he's had 16 attempts on goal nine of them are in the box five shots on target so one third not the most clinical, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. And two big chances out of that, both of which he did score. Uh, he's also created 10 chances. Four of those were big chances. So those are some nice numbers. Um, his XGI for that period was 2.32, but he's obviously quite considerably outperformed that with six goal involvements. That's two goals and four assists. Um, his season long XG, which again is like two games, um, is 2.18 and 0.87 for XA. Um, and again, you know, that's not too bad when you compare it to some of the other ones for six starts and, and one appearance. Um, 
Villa are fourth for goals scored in the last six with 10. You obviously have to factor in that those numbers are quite skewed. We had four goals against Southampton, which has obviously plumped that up quite a bit. Mm. And then we had some of those disappointing performances against the likes of Watford and Newcastle, you know, where they, they didn't score. So um, they're kind of mid-table on a lot of attacking metrics. But we know that Coutinho has that individual brilliance in yeah. him. So he can kind of deliver at any point. Mm-hmm. And... You know, he's he's still a decent price. You yeah. know, more expensive, say, than your Kulusevskis and, you know, mm-hmm. some of the others, but he's still pretty cheap. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's that kind of nice price point where you can flip and flop between other players. So he's 7.4 million, which, you know, allows you to move to Kulu, as you said. Uh, Bernardo Silva, should City become back on the table. Mount, Madison when fit, and Rafinha. So he's definitely offers a great position in terms of price points as in being able to you know jump on and off what surprised me was how highly owned he was even before game week 28 so when I looked at him for my wild card he was already over 20% owned and that shocked me and was one of the reasons why I was eagerly trying to squeeze him in and and didn't quite manage it but now he's 22.8% owned so you know people are I think somewhat, I guess they're waiting to see this evening, but he's already going up in percentage. And I think a lot of that is a lot of people looking towards game week 30 and covering that game week 30 and, and also not trying to get too bogged down by some of the double game week players that we know have, you know, have let us down basically in, you know, in some respects. So I'm really kicking myself when it when it comes to not getting him. And to be honest, I may, depending on how Rafinha looks, um, consider going for Coutinho um, in that Rafinha spot. But I don't think it's fair to completely dispel Rafinha just yet. I'll give him this evening before uh, deciding whether he needs to before he needs to get the boot for sure. Well, I guess in your position, having just wild card. That is a luxury move that you can make because mm-hmm. you've obviously set your team up to yeah. be able to attack these weeks and are therefore better set up for 30 than, you know, a lot of other people just using free transfers will be. Although I do have a lot of wolves still that, that <laughs> well, seem to be. Seem they to be just... us. I mean, I know. They, that, that is so upsetting. They were doing so, so well and then we it all is. brought them in and they've just been shocking. Um, Everybody, they just got too heavy. Everyone piled on. <laughs> no, like, they couldn't carry it. the weight of our expectations. Exactly. That's what um, it was. <laughs> yeah, so I think, I mean, look, I am obviously hoping that Rafinha will do something. Uh, however, I think that there's potentially merit in that move for, mm-hmm. for 30 if, you know, depending on what you see tonight yeah. because... Leeds did definitely looked better. They did. Um, they did. And and Rafinha was unlucky not to get anything. And I think the only thing that may hold him in my team for 30 is that he's playing against Norwich. <laughs> I think if he'd had many other teams, mm. I'd be like, well, okay, hello, Coutinho. <laughs> but true. I think um, Norwich may just draw me into keeping him. saved him. <laughs> may have. May. <laughs> Let's wait and see on that one. Um, I may try and, I guess, potentially, I think my moves this week will be selling one of the Chelsea lads on to Robertson and then 
I may look to Dan Robertson and and well, maybe, maybe at Ramsey. Yes, I do. Right. So, so it would obviously be him because isn't he out for four weeks yeah, now? Yeah, he is. Yeah. So it's made my life a lot easier in that respect. Mm. Although it has now just made everyone's life a lot easier to go to yeah. uh, <laughs> to Robertson, which is you know it just feels like Absolutely. any advantage I had off of my wild card I could have used this week. Going into next week, most people have now kind of will be making those moves anyway because they're the you know they're the obvious moves from the injured players that we already have. Well, so. as a legacy Robbo owner, mm-hmm. I hate that you're all moving on him. Yes. He just thinks he's been my best player for the last <laughs> month or so. Yes, absolutely. He was our pick a couple of weeks ago as well, wasn't he? So. Yes, yeah. Um, okay, let's move on to our third pick, and it's uh, Doherty of Spurs. Now, of course, there is Regulon who came back on Monday and scored a goal, and there's the really cheap way into the Spurs defence via Davis, or Davies, who I got in my team. But we've plumped for Doherty, who's been sliding under the radar a little bit with his looking more like his Wolves self. <laughs> Spurs are in that nice spot with a double and then playing in 30, right, Kylie? Yeah. Yeah, it is, and it's actually shout out to anybody who still owns Regulon and had him on the bench. Mm-hmm. I happen to live with one of those people, and oh. <laughs> the look on his face when about three seconds <laughs> yeah. into the second half he hadn't realised um, that he'd come on, that he'd come on, and all of a sudden he scored a goal, <laughs> and it was just like. After all this time, how could he do that? It's it's so FPL. I don't yes. know, even though it's typical, mm. but um, that was quite unfortunate. Um, but yeah, as to Doherty, I mean, look, lots of us have legacy love for Doherty back in his mm-hmm. Wolves days. He was amazing. He has been really poor for the majority of the time that he has been at Spurs. Yeah, obviously under Nuno wasn't particularly helpful um and we have really limited data when we're talking about him so that's just sort of something this is a hunch thing you know it's a kind of we you know but I think it's a collective hunch that a lot of active managers have Mm -hmm. having watched him but um as you said Nim just like when we were talking about Arsenal Spurs are the other kind of obvious pick you know Liverpool have a big double game week and we're not excluding them from our picks this week, but a lot of people will have triple Liverpool Mm -hmm. or, you know, maybe they're not in a situation where they can focus on them. So I think a lot of people are focusing on Arsenal and Spurs and especially given the James injury now, any of those people that were maybe not going to make a defensive transfer are probably considering it. And he's a bit of a standout in, in that respect. Um, So they've got United and Brighton, which is one of those combinations of fixtures where I kind of don't know what you're going, which United is going to show up. And is it going to be a one-all against Brighton like Mm. every other match against Brighton is? I I don't know. It depends what Spurs team shows up as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, of course, they've got, again, a slightly off uh off track West Ham at the moment um in game week 30 as well Hmm. so they're those kind of fixtures that are a bit hard to predict but they are not problematic fixtures they are fixtures that they can win and because they are in a good spell of form at the moment 
Conte is obviously going to be very focused on trying to get them that fourth spot secured. Mm. And I mean, it's, it's looking like a really good race to the yeah. finish for that. Yeah, that's exactly uh, what Arsenal didn't need. <laughs> yeah, so it, it's a bit spicy there, which we all like because there's mm-hmm. nothing worse than it all being tied up early. Um, so that's good from from an FPL perspective because then you like to think that he's going to try and flog those that are scoring the points as uh, as Doherty currently is. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that's the double, that's 30. Then they've got Newcastle, Villa, Brighton, Brentford. Lovely. Mm. Um, they've really only one sort of tough fixture uh, for now, and that's 36, gimmick 36 against Liverpool. That's obviously the week that we're all expecting to be a really big double game week. So mm-hmm. maybe not such a problem because there could be a, a good other fixture in there. Mm. Um, and, of course, they've got the North London derby to drop in so they have that arsenal fixture which should be an exciting one if uh, that top four race continues as it is would be <laughs> very important uh, yeah. match but you know with with decent fixtures and you know a few fixtures and current form they do sort of tick the right boxes for investment mm-hmm. uh, Metavia says woo regular on been living rent free in my team for a good couple of months <laughs> So oh, I think no. he might have been in the same situation as you. You're one of those. Sorry to hear that. My sympathies. That was vicious. I thought. It was. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, Doherty is a cheaper alternative to Reglon at just 4.7 million compared to Reggie's 5.2 million. So there's some potential savings to be had there. He's also just 1.4% owned. So I think that may be the most differential player we've had on, on the watch Possibly. list, Kylie. Um, I think there's a lot of worry about rotation and and things like that with, with him I think that's why we love highlighting these players on the watch list is because we're not saying they're a definite, you know, go out and buy right now. They're, you know, they're nailed, they're sorted, you know, go for them. I think it's really just a keep your eyes open. You know, this guy could be worth your pick in the next game week or two. And with Doherty, I think he's made my life potentially a little easier in the fact that, uh, I'm hoping he will turn people's heads away from Robertson a little bit, <laughs> especially yeah. given how cheaper how cheap he is. Um, I already got Davies on my wildcard because I thought he was a nice cheap way into that Spurs defence. So, uh, yeah, he was also sat on my bench this week, which was uh, fun. <laughs> yeah, um, he, he's looking good. And what are the stats saying for him? Yeah, so defensive stats... Um actually haven't been amazing now again Mm. bear in mind he's had 10 appearances and four starts this season but the last two and then it's kind of giggle to piggledy right (laughs) yeah like take it all with a pinch of salt yeah we haven't had like this lovely easy data set to to sort of read from um so in the last six four spurs right so this doesn't necessarily include um but um, they have been not great uh, with 10 goals conceded, right? So they're quite like low down the table Mm -hmm. in in that respect. However, the last two, they've obviously had back-to-back clean sheets. So that tells a different tale. That's much more promising. And that coincides nicely with Doherty playing and Doherty actually getting attacking returns. So 
that combination, he's essentially hold two weeks in a row. Um, that's always going to garner some attention. And you would like to think that uh, bodes well for his continued minutes under Conte. Fingers crossed. Um, <laughs> so his XG for the season, again, this is way less than, you know, a, a period of time than the majority of other players. And yet it's still 2.11, Yeah. right, for like mm-hmm. no minutes and an XA of 1.22. They are really, really high yes. numbers for someone who's barely played. Mm-hmm. Um, so very, very encouraging. It's kind of demonstrating what... We all we all got quite excited when he first got the move to Tottenham because we're thinking about those glory days of Trippier mm-hmm. and Davis, you know, playing in those wing back positions, doing really, really well. And we're thinking, okay, that combination, we know how Doherty was at um at Wolves. Maybe this can work really well. And and then of course it, it didn't. But yeah. now it is. <laughs> so like long may it continue. Yeah. Um he's also to support his attacking threat, he's had 11 attempts during the time that he's played. Uh, eight in the box, right? Oh, he's wow. a defender. Um, yeah. I don't think he knows that. That's fine. <laughs> uh, five of those 11 are on target. It's just like, these are comparable with, you know, yeah. like, people that Midfielders. should be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. And actually four big chances um, mm-hmm. of those 11. So that's like, a high caliber of um of shot and, and attempts and chances that are that are happening so that's really encouraging he's also created 14 chances on top of that uh three of them were big chances so he doesn't need a huge amount of time to try and get himself involved and i think mm-hmm. that's what what is exciting it's also it's similar to everyone jumping in on james last yeah. week you know, mm-hmm. that decision to take the punt. Um, I personally got rid of Cancelo short term mm-hmm. um, to bring in James. And yeah. obviously we have to get rid of James now, but he's just gone and got 18 points. And that was the appeal was mm-hmm. this is a guy who can get that kind of a haul. Mm-hmm. And even if Doherty only plays one, as James is this game week, he has the potential to still get you a really lovely attacking return, even if he doesn't play both matches. Yeah, There are only so many defenders that fit that mold mm-hmm. and all of the other ones are considerably more expensive. Mm-hmm. You know, um, obviously no James or Chilwell now as options. You're looking at your Liverpool defenders and everyone has Trent and Robbo is expensive. So yes. That, that's part of the appeal. He's quite exciting. You don't really need him to last you a long time. Mm-hmm. You need him to play these couple of weeks and, yeah. and then see what happens. And that's the thing. I mean, even if he drops back to being more defensive, which, you know, has been alluded to mm-hmm. more recently, I don't think it takes away from the fact that he, he still could potentially get the odd attacking return. As you say, his expected stats are looking great. And in the last two weeks, he's been living up to them with two goals and two assists in the last two game weeks, uh, In meaning now he has um, a goal and four assists for the season. So hang on a second, that must be one goal and two assists for the last two game weeks. I, his minutes have been very iffy this season, as you say, that, you know, I didn't get him on my wild card, even though I did look at him several times because I wasn't sure whether he would be nailed but I feel like he's definitely played his way into the team now. He's only played 502 minutes, but 
seems to have pressed Conte in that time, given he's now played 90 minutes, two game weeks in a row. So with his returns in that time, you'd like to think he, he has just nailed down that spot. And no matter what happens, whether he goes defensively or not, it, the point is that he has that potential, as you say, Kylie. And if he, if if Spurs are managing to hold a game and they're managing to keep it a nil-nil, you know, Conte may just say, go on, Doherty, you know, last 30 minutes, go, lad, do what you do, you know, and that's all he might need to grab an assist, you know, towards the end of the game or something. So he's definitely one to watch. I'll just double-check on his stats now for the season if you want to check the chat for any questions, Kylie. Sure, I will indeed. Um... So I've also written something down incorrectly. Lots of <laughs> lots of commentary on Spurs. Yeah. So um I okay, so Nuclear Adams, I think this time it will backfire bringing Doherty since they face bug teams like Man United and West Ham. Yeah, definitely. Look, what I would say is, and I sort of alluded to this at the start, I the defensive data doesn't bode particularly well i you know they have just come off uh clean sheets but they haven't been hugely effective there so i can absolutely see them conceding i don't necessarily think they're going to keep clean sheets yeah mm-hmm. um it's more that his attacking data is so extremely yeah. impressive even yeah. with small sample size mm-hmm. that i think that even with that clean sheet going you have the potential there to get something mm-hmm. we all know how heartbreaking it is bringing someone in a defender in and then the clean sheet's gone in like five yeah. minutes so i think and and i do think you have to consider how inconsistent spurs have been They've shown brilliance and been really, really exciting. And then they've done the Spurs thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> Which is, it, this is how they up. are. Yeah, <laughs> but Spurs and Arsenal are the best options for navigating the two game weeks if yeah. you're in that position. Like if you're playing a free hit this week or you're playing a free hit next week, kind of do what you want, you know, but, mm-hmm. um, but and, and you can look more broadly than those <laughs> two. But I, I think... I think he's an exciting option, but I do definitely think you kind of always have to temper your expectations because there are risks over minutes and there are risks over Spurs defence, yeah. being Spurs defence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As you say, it's all about his recent form, isn't it? So he's he's got one goal and three assists in the last two game weeks. So that clears up that. And then the one goal and four assists for the season. So that's um, that's where he's at. And bearing in mind, his minutes before that were really slim. So he, you know, he did manage to get an assist against Leicester in 45 minutes in game week 22. So it just goes to show even if, you know, even if he's defensive for a fair bit of the time if um, Conte is in need of a goal and he allows uh, to free up Doherty then obviously he can go on to to uh, romp a little bit <laughs> in the attacking threat as you say. Yeah. Uh, was there anything else to mention before we head on to our picks? No I think cool let's Roll on. Cool, cool. Okay, then. So it's it's time for our game week twenty nine picks, and I've decided to go with my guy Laxette. Now I call him my guy because I've always been a Laxette fan, and I've felt that he's had a bit of a tough ride at Arsenal. To be honest, a lot, a lot of fans are a bit amenaring on on Lacazette, but hopefully 
this season he's um he's stepping up a little bit now last night like i said did post an instagram story showing his leg a bit gashed up and with the cap uh, with the caption on it saying player of the month killer of the day and linking thomas party in it so Obviously, uh, Thomas Party has had a bit of a nibble at him in in training. The second picture showed an old photo of him holding his ankle, and it was an old picture, and it was him holding the opposite ankle. <laughs> so make of that what you will. I've kept him as my pick because the post felt very much like a bit of a banter post to me. I very much doubt as our captain he'd be posting you know a picture of a serious injury in that way and we've had nothing official yet in terms of anyone saying oh you know Lacazette is out you know he's done he's injured or whatever uh if it is a knock I don't think it's bad enough to be something that keeps him out long term as our picks are for more than just one game week you know I I did want to keep him as my pick this week but Obviously, if you are considering him, then do wait on the presses tomorrow before making any definite transfers, you know, because um, it's worth just bearing that in mind. But I, w- I would assume, just based on what we have seen, that it, you know, it's nothing too serious. But the reason I really like him is because even though he might not be smashing goals in each week, he does and has got us out of a pickle several times. You know, and Arsenal seem to be having problems, He, you know, in other seasons. He's come on in the past and managed to kind of help save the game in some way. This season, he has had to prove his place in the team. And I do believe he's become more of a team player than he has previously seemed. Now more willing to provide for players and not feel the need to prove himself every week in scoring goals. This has been proven by his eight assists this season for his teammates, you know, he just keeps passing them the ball and they keep tapping them in, you know, the likes of Saka and Martinelli and Udegaard. So yeah, he's doing great. He hasn't completely been shy of the goals either this season. He has three in total, not amazing, but um, was... Game week 19 since we've seen him tuck all away, so it's been, it's been a couple of game weeks. It doesn't matter, though, when you can provide uh, two assists against Norwich, really, <laughs> and then that's what a lot of people are looking at right now. He has an XG of 6.96 and an XA of 1.42, so he is underperforming on the goals front, but overperforming on the assists. He's doing the old uh, flip-flop there. Because of his lack of goals and his 8.3 million price tag, I think he's been looked over when it comes to the forwards in the game. He does only have 71 points this season, placing in behind Jesus and Ings so that doesn't look great when you're sitting there trying to think about you know which forward to uh, <laughs> to get into your team but you'd like to think with Arsenal's fixtures to come as you alluded to earlier Kylie that you could easily add this tally and as you also said we're not expecting to get much against Liverpool but you know Leicester could potentially be somebody we could grab a goal against and Aston Villa have been iffy at the back. You know, they're kind of a bit come day, go day when it comes to their particular defensive stats. Uh, so, yeah, you know, Leicester have tightened up at the back the last two game weeks as well. So that's something to consider if you are considering uh, Lacazette. But, you know, we do know that they they do have the potential to uh, 
to let a few in when <laughs> when so they untrue. want to. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and the thing about Arsenal and Lacazette's fixtures, as we touched upon with Udegaard, is that once we're past game week 30, they have a nice run of fixtures until the end of the season. And as Kylie said, they also have Chelsea, Chelsea and Tottenham to be added back in yet. Okay, they're tough fixtures, but they're double game weeks where you know, because they're, you know, London derbies, anything can happen in them. You know, Lacazette could easily, you know, grab another assist or something, even if Arsenal don't go on to win the game, which obviously I'm hoping they do. <laughs> Laka is just 5.6% owned. And most of that feels like managers who wild carded in game week 26 to cover all of Arsenal's doubles and blanks, you know, when they kind of all loaded in on Wolves and Arsenal and things like that. So it feels like a vast majority of the people who already own Lacazette have had them for a couple of weeks. So I think there is scope there that we we may start to see Lacazette you know, go up in percentage owned for the for the you know the run until the end of the season, and it very much I think might depend now on how bad this injury is. But yeah, as I say, I I don't think at the moment that it's anything serious, given how badly Jimenez has let me down and mm-hmm. and my potential route to Vardy, which I had kind of just sat there nicely as an option on my you know when I wild card I was like okay well you know if Jimenez doesn't work out then this is my nice route to Vardy uh, <laughs> I, I now now that's gone out the window then I'm I'm hoping my route to Lacazette will still be there <laughs> come yeah. the start of the game week and I, I think given how great he's been for Arsenal then I'm I am hoping that it, it is nothing too serious what's your thoughts on Lacazette Kylie are you considering him at all I can't, I don't have the money to get to him. Okay. I, I would consider him because, um, I, you know, I can't get to Kane. So mm-hmm. obviously I, I can't, you know, if Kane is um, unaffordable, then the only other one that's sort of appealing is Lacazette. Yeah. The thing that disturbed me actually when I was just looking at data last night is that over the last six, he's had 17 attempts and only three of them were on target. Okay. Something like that. So hmm. He, d- he does tend to, yeah, get a bit excited. <laughs> he <has a> <laughs> He's a bit of a keen bean. Yeah. <laughs> but he, he has been creative. And let's be honest, a, when you're talking about a forward, there's a one point difference in a goal yeah. and, and, and an assist um, in terms of straight points, right? So getting a few assists is still really great. Um, he's just not, I just can't squeeze him in. But I do think he is a nice choice um, yeah. to, to get an attacking Arsenal player, particularly if you aren't going for a sucker um, mm-hmm. or someone else. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. And would you like to talk us through your pick? Yes. My pick is Diaz. So quite an exciting one and obviously slightly different in that we've been kind of pushing the whole how to be very sensible with yes. game week 29 and game week 30 and continuity between them all. And now I'm just going rubbish all of that and let's just go mad for a game Let's week, just right? go bat shizzle. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. So there's a, there are a few caveats around the selection of DS. Obviously, it is so dependent on how you're navigating this period. If you're playing a free hit this week, or indeed if you're actually playing a free hit next week and so you can just kind of get out all of the Liverpool players and so on. Or if you have recently wildcarded and you're so extremely well set up for 30 that you've got like a luxury move sort of situation, then I think Diaz is a lovely pick for the double. 
there are a few reasons why. I mean, one is that many people already have their trip to Liverpool, like myself included, um, with a, a double up in defence. We've got a situation where Firmino is still injured. Jota is obviously back, but he is off the boil. Mm. And so there's no particular reason to think that Jota will be favoured over Diaz. Um, Diaz obviously did not start in the Champions League on Tuesday night um, against Inter Milan. Jota did. Diaz came on towards the end and and he actually um, nearly scored. Yeah, yeah he's, and he's looked consistently excellent. I mean, yes. he since debut, he has fit in with that attacking, um, you know, as part of that three so well that it looks like he's been playing there for a lot longer than he has. He's he's been very very impressive, um, and he's he's got an eye for a goal. Like he's hungry, so he's played four matches for them in the Premier League. In fact, he's played, started all matches since joining, barring that um, Burnley game. I can't remember which week it was, but it was the second. So he started, had his, you know, debut and, and you know, um, he, he wasn't there for the Burnley match. And that Klopp said afterwards, basically something to the effect of, I didn't want to throw him in there against Burnley. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're a little bit scary. <laughs> Right, it was kind of what he implied. Happy place, happy place. To yeah. Yeah. It was like, oh, I don't know if he's ready for them yet. Yeah. Um, but he has played. Um, he has been playing consistently. Other than that, um, he's had seventeen attempts, eleven in the box, nice. seven blocked though. So you know that's a bit. But factor that in in terms of the accuracy. Then, yeah, I did um, notice he tends to um keep his head down sometimes which may account to those blocking so sometimes you feel like you just want to see him lift his head just look a second like literally I think the second that clicks which I think is just a case of that happening and I don't think it'll be very long before it does yeah but the second he kind of gets that like uncomfortable I'm not so nervous anymore boom Mm. look he's gonna be fire it's I I think so yeah um five of them have been on target two big chances one scored nine chances created these are really really nice stats for literally just getting thrown into the team um and I mean you're obviously competing with highly regarded attacking players there Mm. in that Liverpool outfit I mean obviously it helps him that he has people like Trent Robbo (laughs) helping to create opportunities for him Mm -hmm. that makes it a bit easier but he has really really gelled and he's an uber differential 2.1 percent and that is hard to get in Mm. a team like Liverpool with a double so I think I definitely think he starts the first match because mm-hmm. of the fact that he didn't play in Champions League. Yeah. Now, it's Anyone's really hard. Anyone's bet on the second one. <laughs> Anyone's bet on the second one. And yeah. you know what? How many players in how many teams would we say otherwise, right? Mm-hmm. It's not that different. Look, yeah. you know, we had Robbo only played. Robbo and Trent only yeah. played I one mean, match. I mean, it makes me nervous double. getting Robertson this game week because I don't feel I like it, he's ooh. absolutely nailed. I've just tacked my <laughs> microphone there, got a bit excited. I think Robbo is probably fine because bear in mind the last one, they had the League Cup final. They yeah. had in the first match against Inter. Like, I, and, and they're so close to City now, I think he's going to be I chasing think that. And I think it's that that's kind of edging me more towards him as opposed mm. to because I do have enough money. I actually have 2.2 million in the bank where I could turn Rafinha into the likes of a Jota or a Diaz, you know, and get and get my third Liverpool player in that way. But I think it is it is that um, more security in Robbo that's leaning me more that way. However, incredible form I do love 
the the D aspect. Yeah, I love and I wish I was bachelor enough to to mm. go for it. And I may I may still be. I'm not ruling yeah. it out. <laughs> I mean, it's but, you know what? It's an aggressive move. That's what I like is. about it. Everybody is completely distracted, understandably, yeah. by um, other options and mm-hmm. and how to get through this period. That yeah, you know it's going to be a rare enough person who's in a position to go for DF or is willing to, you know, take that punt. And I think that's what I like about him is because he is an opportunity there. And I absolutely believe that he's the kind of player that can get a haul. Yeah. Will it be this double game week? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many minutes he'll play. I it's definitely coming. think he'll play. I think he'll start one minimum, get half an hour in the second. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe it depends if he does something at the weekend, you know, the reality yeah. is that Liverpool are so close to city. Now they're going to want to win. Yeah. They're going to want to attack these games and form could dictate a lot of, of what comes next in, mm-hmm. in terms of Jota versus Diaz. So um, versus Mane, right. So oh yeah, um, mm. that, that'll be, that'll I'm be hoping interesting. he plays more Jota, Diaz, Salah. If I'm honest, it's not that I dislike Mane. It's just that I really, really plumped up jota at the start of the season and I, I believed he would be one of the you know the highest scoring midfielders this season if he got the game time and so far he has absolutely proven that but the problem is it is that game time and now with ds fighting for that spot again it obviously kind of you know takes away from that potential game time again for him uh but yeah i mean they they jota all misses so amazing. many chances he's, he's so ex- exasperated money does as well i know um I just, I think, I think Diaz really has the goods. I think that he is someone that is going to really, really thrive. Yeah. And um, I don't know, he's got a bit of a Salah-esque-ness about he him does. in the making. You know? I think next season be, mm. we'll yeah. all have him in our teams. Um, on that note, Chris G says, are you ladies considering free hitting in game week 30 now that big players like Vardy are out? Well, personally for myself... I've just wildcarded to try not to free hit in game week 30. My idea is that I will likely free hit in game week 33 or 36. Given, you know, that there might be a double flip pull in one of those, then I, I, you know, I'm thinking further down the line here, Kylie, although I may have Robertson for this double for Liverpool. If they get an extra one, if they get through the FA Cup, then... uh, then I could potentially free hit in yeah. the likes of Diaz down the line, which I'm liking the look of. But yeah, for for me, Chris, I think I have nine to ten. I think I have nine now and, and potentially could have ten or depending on if I do a sideways moves of Rafinha to Coutinho, then uh, I think nine or ten is enough for me and, and um, I'd rather try and keep my free hit for down the line. What about yourself, Kylie? Similar situation, I am not planning to free hit. I am just going with transfers and hits. I'm bringing in two this week that play again. Um, and then, you know, I'll bring in one or two um, for 29. So I'll be about 9, 10 myself. And I think that's adequate because I, I'm quite happy with the caliber of player that I have mm-hmm. um, of those names. So, yeah, for me, I'm looking at, opportunities further down the track but I, I do think if you have less players I mean, with the free hit I just would always look at what do you think you're going to get mm-hmm. not playing it versus what you think you can get Absolutely. when playing it and yeah. just try and identify the week where you think that that gap is going to be the largest mm-hmm. and we don't necessarily know that about what's to come down the track mm-hmm. 
But if you don't think the gain is going to be big enough for 30 and you can get away with not playing it, I, I think there's sense in that move. Yeah, I think like it's it's easy to feel like a chip is bust like for me for instance my my wild card i was like oh i failed i didn't get Coutinho in i didn't captain james you know or if you, in fact i captained salah which i you know i'm kicking myself by i don't think i've ever captained a, a you know a non double game week player in a double game week uh, but I think when I look at it, I'm already 17 points up and hopefully a little bit more this evening. So it's really just about thinking when you attack the chips, how many more points is me using this chip going to get me compared to the team that I have originally? Um, and that is going to be your um, your best kind of option. And and so that's kind of where I would where I would be thinking with your chips. But that is it you guys uh we have talked enough we we have uh, filled your mind with loads of possibilities best of luck for double game week 29 i hope that you have a fun one filled with lots of green arrows before you go as always kylie will wrap us up with the admin so best of luck guys tonight so for the end of game week 28 <laughs> uh, may we all do well and may i get double digits on my bench boost <laughs> yes um <laughs> who is on your and bench then... <laughs> and i'll tell you whether you can get them <laughs> um who is on my bench i have foster i have killman it's not looking oh encouraging. yes yes i'll take killman points definitely <laughs> i would love a nil lol in that actually <laughs> i have live Ramento and i can't even remember who the other one is i i they're all double game week is, okay. but anyway anyway who knows who knows um beyond Fingers crossed that, for killman. yeah yeah <laughs> So, yeah, so many of us have balls to face. So we, we need something. We need a little ray of sunshine. Um, so best of luck, as I said, with uh, Game Week 29 as well and the decisions that you make for that. Drop in the comments to let us know who's on your watch list and who you're thinking and any other feedback. Of course, always uh, like and subscribe if you enjoy the show. And you can also check out more content from myself and from Nim in the links below. Other than that, all the best. Bye, guys. Bye.